The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Welcome to Parenthood. Your life does not end here. Hi, I'm Chriselle Lim, mother of two. And I'm Sarah Son, also a mother of two. We are longtime friends and now mothers. This is Being Bumo, a podcast about all things parenting. We want to have honest conversations about motherhood so we can each define it for ourselves. We're here to build our village and we hope that you join us. <laughs> oh, this, this is going to be a good this one. This one's going to be juicy. All right. Hi, so, Chris. <laughs> hi. I'm really excited about today's episode because it's a juicy one. This is going to be interesting. Okay. So... This topic was really inspired by you guys. Obviously, part of our newborn series that we're going to continue for all the new moms out there, new dads too. But for me, the past few months, I don't know what it is, but the amount of new moms that are just coming out because they just given birth and that I've been talking to because they know that I've been doing this for a while, they've been reaching out. And one of the most talked about topics that does not get covered, I realize, after talking to them is resentment towards your partner mm. after baby. There was, yeah. and sex too. Mm-hmm. There was this one girl that I met in Singapore, pretty big influencer. And she was like, Chriselle, I knew I was not going to get any sleep. I knew I was going to be tired. I knew I was going to be sleep deprived. I knew that I was going to be hormonal. I knew that it, it was going to be a hard time. But what I did not know was that I was going to look at my husband and be mad at him mm. and be resentful mm-hmm. that he's sleeping when I'm breastfeeding. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, girl, mm. that is so normal. Mm. But I realized then and there that we don't talk about it. We don't talk about it because we think it's our burden to bear. It True. is something we have to carry quietly with a smile on our face. So we're here to tell you today that if you're resenting your partner, <laughs> you are totally normal. Yeah. Especially that first newborn year. It does not make you a bad person. No, God, no. No. It makes you a real person with real feelings. Yes. It's so, so why hard. So why does this happen? Why does this happen? Did it happen to you? Yes. And it happened to me too. The amount of times I wanted to divorce my husband that first year. <laughs> God. And I love him deeply. But yeah, it's, I think for me, there was a shift in my life that was obvious. Mm -hmm. I went from not having babies and my calendar being open to my wishes and desires to then all of a sudden having a baby and not having that, not having that freedom, not being able to do anything that I wanted spontaneously at my desire and leisure. But it doesn't happen necessarily for a partner. Mm. I mean, some, a little bit here and there. But no, I, it does not happen in that, in that way. Especially for the first few months, Mm -hmm. because all baby wants is you. All baby needs is you. They don't really need the dad. Mm -hmm. They need mommy's, you know, skin. They need mommy's milk. They, they need the mom. So you are literally around, working around the clock for this new child Mm -hmm. where your partner (laughs) is off to the gym Golfing, golfing, <laughs> snoring or sleeping at its his normal hour mm-hmm. and you are sitting there 
just kind of. Oh, there's so many moments. Oh. <laughs> I'm caught. There was a moment when we were taking our first trip. And again, I love my husband and, you know, and I think that's why I can share these things. But we were going on one of our first trips together and you know how it is. It's not the same way now, but when you're packing to go on even a weekend trip to San Diego, a quick little getaway or, you know, somewhere close, the packing that is involved for newborn, it's like that kid needs like changes every five hours, right? Like you're packing so much for that one little tiny baby. And I'm there I am checking off my list, the bibs, the things, all the things. And then I look over at my husband's backpack and he has his magazine, his book, his iPad, you know, his little, his things to keep him entertained. And and, 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 (laughs) you're like at a loss for work. I was like, why are you packing a book? And he's like, oh, we, this was a flight, not a, not a road trip. He's like, I'm going to, well, it's a four hour flight. So I'm going to, I'm going to read my book. I was like, what? Like, what do you mean? Must be nice. It's like, take that book out of your backpack and here's some diapers to put inside <laughs> your backpack. It's just like the changes that happen for us are so different than the changes that involve them. And this is so normal. And this is the start of where people and couples start feeling differently, yeah. right? And yeah. I also want to normalize that because, yes. because it does change. The dynamic changes. Your, your needs and your wants are so different, whereas his needs and wants are the same. And it's no one's fault. That is just how we were kind of conditioned to... Take on our roles. Uh, yeah, take yeah. on our roles, right? Obviously, now with the modern dad and modern father, like things are changing a little bit. But for the most part, babies still need the mom. Yeah, that first year. The first year. It's very mom heavy. And so let me kind of walk you guys down through this because this is also very normal that most people never talk about is that you start feeling this kind of this way about your partner now, right? Mm -hmm. And then he's like confused. He's like, well, she was never like this. Why why is she moody or snappy or yeah. you know, this is not the person that I married. Like, why? Who has she become? Mm-hmm. And then, th- then that d- dynamic changes too, because the mother is like, "Well, he should be doing this, this, and this," mm-hmm. but then he doesn't know that, right? It's not. Maybe you're vocalizing, maybe you're not. But then the dynamic naturally changes, and I always tell a couple that please do not think that your first year of your relationship as a new parent is a reflection of how your relationship was and how it's going to be further on. And don't let that determine your breakup, right? Because the first year is so hard for so many couples. So many changes happening. And it's so different. And that is normal too. Yeah. What did you tell this Singapore person when she was sharing this with you? Well, I told her my story and I was like, I felt the exact same way. And trust me, you're not the only person. And and I told her that don't don't let your current feelings of your partner determine how you're going to feel about him in the next few months, the next year, because one, you're hormonal still Mm -hmm. Two, you're exhausted. You're not sleeping and you're breastfeeding around the clock. And three, as baby needs is developing more, they're going to want dad, too. And that dynamic changes the dynamic for you and your partner in a good way. And so everything is in flux right now. So please do not think that this is like 
the end. This is what's going to happen. Yeah. Right? This is going to be the new normal. Yeah. yeah. And the baby will get on a schedule and routine and then it will it will even itself out at some point. I'm a practical mama and usually get the gigantic size shampoo and conditioner and call it a day. But for my last birthday, a dear friend gifted me the shampoo and conditioner from Way, spelled O-U-A-I. And the difference is incredible. After just a few uses, my scalp felt less dry and my hair is softer. I absolutely love Way. Now I'm using their scalp serum as a way to care and invest in the health of my scalp. The key ingredients on the scalp serum is Arctic root, Siberian ginseng, and chaga mushroom combined with hyaluronic acid. It helps promote hydration and a healthy barrier. They also use red clover flower extract to help reduce discomfort from styling. You can use the serum every day, whether that's daytime or nighttime on wet or dry hair. It soothes irritation from styling or tight ponytails, and it keeps your hair from feeling brittle. Instead, it makes it look fuller and healthier, hydrated for a more balanced scalp. You can apply the serum daily for best results and you can leave in the product so you don't have to rinse it out and you can apply it on dry hair or wet hair just directly onto the scalp. Grow with Way with Way's Scalp Serum. Go to theway.com and use code BUMO to get 15% off your entire purchase. That's 15% off your entire purchase at theway.com, T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com with code BUMO, B-U-M-O. Relationships are hard, and that's why I'm here. Hey, friend, it's Cami Crawford. Think of me as your big sister slash audible BFF that you can always trust to give you the real tea. This is my show, Relationship, the advice podcast that covers all relationship topics, the good, the bad, and the straight up shitty. Need advice? Send your story to hello at relationshippod.com or DM me at relationship on IG and tune in for new episodes every Friday. Be sure to follow us and subscribe so you don't miss all the hot goss. And if you're loving the show, please leave us a review. Talk soon, bestie. I think that first newborn moment when you realize like, oh, everything is different for me. But not much has changed for partner and husband. And also, it's kind of this like, is where the sex talk comes in. Oh, gosh. Because yeah. Because partner still wants sex. He's ready. He's ready. Yeah. You are not ready. You're not mentally there. You're physically definitely not there. You're still healing. And so I just want to normalize that. Not having sex for… Until you're ready. Until you're ready. Everyone's ready at a different time. I don't want anyone to feel guilty that they don't have sex for months. Who knows? Yeah. To even a year. Yeah. Right? If that's what your partner needs, he's grown. He could figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, you just have to not feel guilty about yeah. that. You have to listen to your body. I think this is a really important message because I think especially for younger moms, there there used to be this concept where like, even me saying it makes me so angry inside my heart. But, but I think a lot of women might think this and believe that this is right. That like, even though you just had a baby, if you don't have sex with your partner, he might cheat on you or he mm. might leave you or he might be disappointed and sad. Yeah. And that is just not even remotely okay. Yeah. Like there's a part of us that want to be good wives and we understand that that is part of you know what a couple does and like when they're intimate and that time will come but if you are not ready do not have sex just for your partner no it, because like, you're you, gonna you're gonna 
hate him for that. Yeah. I, I mean, I there's going to be there's a lot of confusion that happens when like your body is having sex, but your head is not having sex. Mm. It just not it's not a good thing. No. And if anything, if you have the capacity to verbalize how you're feeling with your partner and help him kind of like what you're saying, Chris, like sometimes I don't know, you know, but help him understand what it is that you're feeling. If there if you have that kind of kind of emotional capacity to share like right now I'm feeling even, you know, like I'm feeling very sore down there. I'm still bleeding like the breast feeding the baby. It's making me very hormonal. Like I don't want to be touched. I don't want to be intimate with you or like kissing is okay, but this much is not okay. Like if you have kind of the capacity to to express yourself in that way with your partner and you have a partner who is, you know, can take that in, that's a really good place to start, I think. But I do know, and I have heard of stories which just are hard, but I understand why of women having sex way too soon when they're not ready because they're literally scared that their husbands might cheat on them or, yeah. leave, you know, not leave them, but like, you know what I mean? Be distracted. Yeah. And like, I don't know. No, yeah. no, no, no. And, you know, talk to your partner because, like Chris said, a lot of boys, men are like just not really raised to understand what's going on yeah. during labor and breastfeeding in that first year. I think communication is so key, like it is for anything else. Yeah. But I think especially during this time. Yeah. Because he is probably holding a lot in as far as is this OK? Is this not OK? Yeah. But you verbalizing it kind of takes away that like elephant in the room. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I've heard of, of of dads reverting into like very childlike behavior huh. when there's like a new baby around because they're seeking that attention, too. Mm. And so a lot of a lot is happening in them, too. Yeah. Or like in some cases, there's like they become more distracted, like all mm. of a sudden they are out more or like because they don't feel like they're part of that like intimate moment of like yeah. the feeding and the diapering. And they don't know, like, what is my role? And yeah. so give them a role. You know, mm. you're in charge of washing the bottles. You're in charge of holding the baby during this time. Like they need to be slightly directed because they are just like you're a new mom. They are also a new dad. Yeah. And they don't know. And the baby doesn't need them. So you need yeah. to. You just need to give them fake roles. <laughs> <laughs> to make them feel good. Wow. Right. Which is what I mean. Like yeah. they kind of revert into this like child thing because they also don't know what they're doing. Be like. You're in charge of folding all the all the clothes and the and the, the blankets and putting them away. And if they're not like more domesticated type, you're in charge of making sure that like, start researching the preschools, whatever. Give them Give little them ro roles yeah. and little homework so that they feel that they can be connected. They can be in charge of understanding how all the things work, the stroller, the car seat, you know, and, you know, almost like you have to baby them, too, for a little bit. I don't know. I I yeah. That sounds I mean, weird, do I but do like, I like this whole idea and concept of gender role and identity? No, like I I don't. I I don't like the fact that we have to make the man feel important. I don't <laughs> like the fact that we have to make these fake roles so they feel like they're part of it. Mm -hmm. But that is unfortunately the reality of things. <sighs> and hopefully the future generation. I and I'm seeing change. Yes, now because the you know, the younger kids are, you know, going to become parents. And like, even our, my own friends that have their partners that are a little bit more, you know, modernized, they're a lot more hands-on and they kind of like, I think they're quick to adapt and to understand what the wife or the woman needs. And I, I see 
it becoming better. But we're we're still living in a society where a lot of these gender identity roles play such a huge part of a dynamic of a couple. Yeah. Right. Especially after kids. Yeah. But because of that reason, the way to change the fact that all of it is on the mom is by assigning these little things. Right. Right. That's I mean, that's how I look at it, at least. Yeah. And so once I realize, oh, they don't know how to interact with a baby for a while. They really don't. They, yeah. They're just first time parents, just like you are as a mom. And so you have I don't know. I don't you have to give them a little direction and delegate yeah. some of the work and yeah. then keep them busy and help them like build a relationship like that. They yeah. don't know how to do it. Many of them don't yeah. know how to do it. But I do have to say, at least in our case, as the kids got older, a lot of that switched out. Yeah. Like he is like actually the one that plays the most with the kids mm, mm, when it comes mm. to like playing and things like that. And you're just like, what about me? Yes. Yeah, sometimes I am needy and I'm like, what about me? <laughs> but like, it, so the rules do change. And like what you were saying earlier, don't get so caught up in the first three months or six months where like everybody's going through a new thing and nobody knows what they're doing and you are feeling resentful and why is he sleeping? Well, I've been up for the 10th night in a row. And, you know, like, understand that, like, this is another thing, like you start to see your partner in like a whole different light. You're like, oh, they don't know how to do these things. Yeah. It's kind of my part of my role to also help them. Yeah. And if you have that capacity and that space to to do that, it, it does eventually get much better. Mm-hmm. I, I really do. It I, does get better. It does get better. Yeah. yeah. But the first few months, it... it is brutal it's It's hard hard. so we just want to normalize that and Mm -hmm. if you're going through that it's okay and i i I feel like we're going to get a lot of maybe non-parents that are thinking about kids Mm -hmm. listening to this episode because i'm planning to kind of share with my community that this is a really good episode to listen to before having kids as well because i think if we're having these conversations and even if guys are listening to this Mm -hmm. like they will feel normalized as well. And their thoughts and their feelings of like feeling left out or alone or not a part of this kind of little bond also becomes normalized to them. So they're not so surprised as well. And so these are things that I think couples should talk about before having kids. And even the woman being able to say to the partner, hey, look, you might be going months without sex. Mm -hmm. And I hope you're okay with that because that's what's going to happen. And so I think if you're putting these things out there. Yeah, if they're warning signs. They're warning signs. (laughs) Yeah. Then they know. Then they know. So when it happens, it's not really on anybody. They just have to figure out what they need to do or their coping mechanism or whatever it is. Right. The expectation is set. Yeah. And so then you know what to expect. Yeah. And that does minimize resentment and... Yeah, fighting. And I'm whatever. so glad we're we're doing this. Yeah, this I wish I knew this. I before wish I knew this because too. honestly, the amounts, the the times that I that first year I would look at my partner and be like, "This is not gonna work out," because I felt because you know it was a lie because I felt like he had no idea what was happening and he was like in his regular schedule and I was like in a completely brand new schedule, yeah. and I was like, "How can he just? How can he just like not like help or not be part of this?" You yeah. know. And then then I realized like he had no idea what he was supposed to do. And that changed how I saw it. But it it I wish I had known that this was normal and that you're in it together. You're learning together. So I am going on a last family trip. 
I mean, summer's over already, but we're going on a very last family trip and we are using Alto, which I am super excited about because one, it's my favorite ride sharing app right now. I just feel so safe in it. But I also love how it's very family oriented. I think a lot of mothers feel safe in it as well. And the fact that they have curbside pickup at LAX is game changer for me because I have a ton of stuff to carry around, including my kids. And all of Alto vehicles are luxury SUVs that seat four to five comfortably with plenty of space for luggage. So there's room for the whole family if you're going on a family trip. And all of Alto's vehicles are luxury SUVs that seat four to five comfortably with plenty of space for luggage. So there's room for the whole family. And Alto picks up curbside at your favorite airports, LAX, SFO, DFW, DCA, Miami, Houston, and Alto is currently on the road in Dallas, Los Angeles, Houston, Miami, D.C., and San Francisco. Two things I love about Alto is that their drivers are W-2 employees and not contractors. And they're interviewed, background checked, trained, and performance managed. You always get a great ride. And they clean the cars between every passenger. So if you guys want to check out Alto, Download the app and use code BUMO in the promotion section for $20 off your first two rides. That's BUMO for $20 off your first two rides. So you guys know our obsession with KiwiCo by now. They are defining the future of play, making a super engaging, enriching, and seriously so fun for the kids and the whole family. They create super cool hands-on projects designed to create a lifelong love for learning amongst kids which is so, so important. Discover subscription lines for kids of all ages, ranging from infants and preschoolers all the way up to teens. Grownups are welcome to join on the fun too, like ourselves. KiwiCo delivers enriching hands-on experiences that spark curiosity and inspire creativity. Kids can discover the engineering and mechanics behind everyday objects, the science and chemistry of cooking, geography and culture from new cultures, and brand new art and design techniques all through seriously fun hands-on projects. We've been playing with their, um, I think it's called Atlas Crate, which is for ages 6 and 11. And they have this one box um, that has these little passport looking things and it tells you about the culture and the history of that country. We're covering India right now. And it's been really great. And they use actual photos of some of the sites. And it's been actually um, just a wonderful way to spend time together with the kids. I absolutely love KiwiCo. My kids do too. It's just such a great way to encourage our kids to be innovators and creative thinkers. I mean, they won't even believe what they can build and accomplish with the KiwiCo crates. This is a great way to give them tools to learn new skills, build new experiences, and make new connections to the broader world. The best part? Watching their confidence grow as their big smiles also grow. I mean, KiwiCo is so thoughtful and fantastic. So if you guys want to try them out, um, get 50% off your first month plus free shipping on any crate line with the code BUMO at KiwiCo.com. That's 50% off your first month at KiwiCo.com. Promo code BUMO. I have this influencer friend that I saw maybe months ago. And she is on her second baby. And she just gave birth to her second baby. And she was with her partner at this event. And she was like, oh my God, Chriselle. Like the amount of work that is put on a mom, especially after having a second child. And he's still going to the gym, like his normal gym hour. <laughs> She's like, it's killing me. So sometimes it happens 
at the second child. Maybe it doesn't happen with the first because I don't know. Maybe you feel like you you got it or your partner is no because there's one baby to two adults with yes. two babies. You're out. You're not outnumbered, yeah. but you are outnumbered. You're like fully responsible for one full child all the time. Yeah. So you're exhausted much faster. Yeah. So that also was surprising to me because some people experience it after mm, the baby second. number one. Yeah. Or sorry, baby number two. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. interesting. Yeah. And maybe sometimes also with the firstborn, there's a lot of help. Like all the, uh, like the mom comes, the sister comes and they help a lot with the firstborn. But maybe with the second, they don't like help us Yeah, much, they're like, uh, you, you know, yeah, it's like this all on you. you. Got this. Yeah, <laughs> it, it is interesting. Let's go back to the sex thing that we were, that we mentioned earlier, because as part of our newborn series, like how did you feel about, having sex for the first time after having a baby. Oh, it was the scariest thing. <laughs> it, was it was the scariest thing. I thought like maybe I'd start bleeding again. Maybe mm-hmm. I thought like, I don't know. I didn't know what to expect. Yeah. I, it was just something that was built up in my head for so long. And, and you know, you're right. Like for me, I was like, oh, I'm just going to do it because I, I have yeah. to do it. Yeah, I was like that. Yeah, I yeah. think a lot of women are. I know. And that's why I wanted to say that. Yeah. Yeah. And so I did it. And it didn't, I, I don't remember it being painful, but I remember not really wanting to do it, right? right? Not being present, yeah, not, not enjoying being present. it. Yeah. And so that that's actually probably the worst thing you can do for yourself and your partner. Yeah, It's actually worse for your partner probably, to be honest, too. If, it? If he, I mean, if I mean, he if was he satisfied. Knows, <laughs> I mean, physically, maybe it was okay, but like yeah. emotionally for him, maybe it's like, oh, maybe she doesn't like me anymore. Maybe she's just over. Maybe the baby's more important now. Maybe, you know. Yes. So I think there's we a lot of that. do carry those feelings and yeah. that guilt. Like oh, you want to make sure your partner feels just as loved and desired. But like you just had a baby. Yeah. And like I remember going to the OB because after week six, you go and get checked. Yeah. You know, you get checked. Make sure like if you had stitches, it's healing properly, at least for vaginal delivery. I don't know what the process is for C-section, but... And I remember going, I still felt like I had just had the baby yesterday. Yeah. Like I still felt swollen. I still felt I was still bleeding a little bit. And I remember the doctor saying like, you're good. You're good. You're, you're, you're healing great. You're, you're, everything looks good. If you want to have sex, go ahead and have sex with your partner. You're, you're, you can. And just panic in my heart. <laughs> I was like, what do you mean sex? I'm never, ever having sex again, ever. And, you know, and she was like, oh, that's funny. La, la, la. No, but I was serious I just could not imagine being in that situation again after having the baby it eventually eventually was fine but I do remember having some anxiety around it and thinking like I don't think I ever want to be touched again because it was such a like it took my entire body to have that baby do you know and I do I do feel I do remember feeling like I no, no, thank you. Yeah, like, no, thank you. I remember going to the OB too and she was like, So I suggest that you get on birth control because you know, you're very fertile right after having baby, by the way you are. That's why you see so many of these back to back back to back because maybe they just had their first time having sex after baby and the likelihood of them actually getting pregnant is very high. I don't they know stop why. scaring everyone. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm warning you, if you don't want to get pregnant right after your first, either just don't have sex or get get on birth control. So she asked me if I want to get on birth I'm like, 
I'm not planning to have sex exactly. right now. Like, like I, have, I don't having this need conversation? birth control. What, yeah. what are you What's talking wrong? about? Yeah. But yeah, oh, it was shocking to me. Mm. But I guess it's better that people know. Yes. Right. That there is a you can get pregnant right after. No, I don't know about right after, but oh, soon after. You're very fertile. They said that it's like prime time. Like after week six? I, I don't know the weeks, okay. but when do you start your period again? I mean, it depends on people too. Like technically, if you're breastfeeding, you don't really get your period back. Yeah. So yeah. I think that's that's what I remember is that I got my period back pretty quickly because I was not fully breastfeeding. I was doing 50-50 with mm-hmm. formula. So I got it back pretty quickly. Okay. And I remember her telling me that it's possible to get pregnant right away. Yeah. So, yeah. So that is good to know because there are women who after eight months or something are pregnant again. Yeah. Yeah. And that's fine if that's what you want. But if you don't want that, please be advised. I also heard maybe this is just pregnancy, but I have also heard where women get very, very sexual, like the flip side. But I think this is more so when they're pregnant. Oh, yes. I think you are. Yeah. <laughs> My so jaw I, I just might, dropped. <laughs> I might. I, I might like never heard that. Okay, so maybe maybe But I'm I mean it, it could happen, but I don't know. I I definitely didn't experience that. So Yeah, I mean neither. I, I I have heard that women like their sex drive does go up while they're pregnant. A yeah. lot of women. I think actually I think I've had I had some of that. Mm. Yeah. So hormone ho- your hormones are just like flying everywhere during pregnancy to giving birth or after birth. But yeah, I I am glad that we're just telling people what they need to hear. Yeah. It's okay if it happens. It's it's very normal and it and it is true. Like those feelings yeah. are valid. That resentment is valid. Yeah. Your schedule changes completely. Partner schedule usually doesn't change much unless he's being assigned homework. And so assign the homework and and communicate. And communicate. And I hope I think that's like the yeah. number one thing. Yeah. It's just having those uncomfortable conversations and talks yeah. with your partner because it's so much better just to get it out the like I don't know. Yeah. Do you know also why I, I I did the cryo method with my kid, with the firstborn? Why? Was It has so much to do with this. Really? Yes, because I was under the notion, the wrong notion that like you're, you have to have sex with your husband. Like it's like part of your job. Oh. And, you know, if you have a baby next to you. You can't do that. You can't do that. Oh, I see. So quickly internalizing all of that. You know, and we were newly wed. Like I got married. I was pregnant on my honeymoon. So I was like, oh, my God, I don't want to like mess up our sex life. So I'm going to put baby in a different room and do the cry out so that they can self-soothe. And I don't have to be, you know, attending to the baby. And a lot of it was because of that Mm. was to make sure that I was still being a good wife first. And and it's good like that. I think that's a good intention. But there's so much going on that first year that like I hope I hope that. If you're listening to this and having those kind of guilty feelings, like I hope that you have a partner that can you can have a communicate with and say, like, it might take a while. Yeah. So like, let's let's enjoy this time together for what it is. And it's not about us for a little bit, but it doesn't mean that it like forever won't be about us. Yeah. But at least for now, maybe it's not something I want to do. Yeah. I think just taking that time and just having carving out that, I don't know like 30 minute time together to have that talk and that chat, maybe while baby is sleeping yeah. and being able to be like, look, I, 
love you, I adore you, but yeah. like this is where my body's at. It yeah. has nothing to do with you. Yes, like yeah, at all. Validate that. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's really important. It's not that I don't want to have sex with you. It's not that I don't want to be intimate with you ever again, but my body is just not ready for it and has yeah. nothing to do with you. I think guys are really sensitive, by the way. They so are. I think, no, yes. they, some are. Yeah, yeah. So I think making sure that they know that it has nothing to do with them, but everything to do with your body just healing mm-hmm. and being ready. And hopefully with the right partner, he will, he or she will understand. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I think they will. I'm, yeah. I mean, I, I would expect that. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. yeah, that's it, guys. Newborn series episode. Good luck. <laughs> Good, luck. <laughs> you Good luck, guys. Have those hard chats with them. Yeah. Um, oh. Let us know if you guys want us to cover anything else that we might have missed in the newborn series. I feel like we've, we've covered a lot from, we started off with the doula and yeah doula no we still have a lot to cover in this series okay I feel like we will probably cover up until month 12 okay so if you guys missed out on the previous episodes just look up the newborn series I think that's what it's called yeah and we have I think a few episodes already regarding feeding Feeding, yeah sleeping postpartum everything from start to finish and we're not finished yet but from the start so All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Hope that you guys enjoyed this episode and we will see you next week. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. We want to keep this conversation going with you. So please leave us a DM on Instagram and make sure to follow us and subscribe to our podcast. And we would love it if you left us a review. Also, if you're in the Los Angeles area, make sure to visit us at Bumo Work at Westfield Century City Shopping Center. And if you're looking for educational-based content entertainment for your little ones, visit us at www.bumobrain.com or at Bumobrain on Instagram. Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.